Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Two Cups of Tea. I'm Chris Heath, and I still have the best job in podcasting. I get to stick the kettle on, crack open the hobnobs, and listen to another amazing life story from an older legend. This show comes to you in conjunction with the Campaign to End Loneliness, and this week I'm excited to be sponsored by the brand new award-winning comedy short The Five Wives and Lives of Melvin Pfefferberg, which is now available to download globally on iTunes, Amazon and Google Play. Featuring an original title song specially recorded by Mel C, the film tells of Melvin's time-travelling adventures in love. Dumped on his wedding day, Melvin Pfefferberg wonders how he can find true love. Then he sees an advert for the Cupidatron, a helmet allowing allowing the wearer to see the future of themselves with anyone they shake hands with. So over the course of a speed dating night, Melvin is presented with visions of all his potential relationships. For better or for worse. This fantastic, hilarious movie would be a bargain at twice the price. It's brilliant stuff. I've seen it several times and I love it a bit. Anyway, on with the podcast. Let's hear some tantalising tidbits of the guy we're going to meet today. Hit the bullseye, you get a price. Go on, son, have a bit of egg and bacon. Oh! <laughs> you got Alex Higgins' cue. What was he like? Nice guy. Awesome. It could be your lucky day today. I said, I hope so, because I'm bleeding fed up. <laughs> I said, don't call me, I'll call you. That's right, I've come to Covent Garden today, and I'm here to meet 84-year-old David Power, the showman. His life story is an out-and-out whopper, starting in 1934 in the East End of that London. His jaw-dropping tales feature a first job at the fun fair, playing the piano for the Singapore aristocracy, the seedy underbelly of 1960s Soho, selling washing machines in the Welsh Valleys, and at least one instance of impersonating a French waiter. You are going to like this one. But be warned, this is a man who enjoys a free and easy use of the F-word, by which I do not mean fun fair. The language in today's show is grand parental advisory and very colourful. OK, then, I'll go in and set up the microphones while you sit tight and listen to the cheesy title music. Let's do this. David Power. That's correct. Welcome to Two Cups of Tea. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Where are we? We are in Covent Garden. What a lovely place to be. Yes, it is rather nice. Uh, before that, I lived in uh, Ballam. How old are you, sir? I'm 84 now. 84 years old, so that would make it... 1934. Thank you very much. I would have taken a lot longer than you <laughs> working that out. 
I am not blessed with a mathematical brain. <laughs> but with these looks, you yes, see. Anyway, take me back beginning. to your beginnings. Where did you do your beginnings? Well, actually, I was born in Hounslow. That's what I was told. My father, that was the story, we moved to the east end of London, somewhere in Allgate, and uh, we got bombed out twice. Twice? Yeah. And I, we used to go down the, the Allgate East Shelter downstairs. So there's one shelter for everyone? Underground, underground. There yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and... Uh, oh, on the tubes. See, that was the underground that station was the, was the shelter. That, that was the shelter. Right. That makes and, sense, really. And uh, they come down and just grab, I don't know, me and about another dozen other kids. Mm. And my mother didn't even know where we were going. They put us on the train, took us to Wales, Slinecki. You weren't even told? No, your mum wasn't told no, you were being evacuated? No. And uh, I was lucky because the other people, where they go to? Australia. No way. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I ran away ten times from Wales. I think I was, I don't know how old was I, eight or nine, something like that. I hated it. Mrs. Allen, never forget it. Big woman. Yeah, but not a big heart by the sounds oh, of it. She didn't like London, the kids. I can understand it now, but I couldn't understand it then. Yeah. Bread and jam for breakfast, bread and jam for tea. Bowl of soup, bread and jam, bed, finished. That was your lot, every day. Did I you said, like bread and jam? No, did I, buggery. <laughs> and off I run. I got made London once. Yeah. Once. It was on the choo-choo. How train. old were you when you made it all that way back? About eight or nine. And they, what do they think the bastards did? Put me back on the fucking train again. And so I go to go back there. Anyway, after the war, no, well, prior to that, no, yeah. Mother moved to uh, Worcester. The, the, the council gave my mother an 11 bedroom house. Yeah. Empty. An 11 bedroom house? It, it was an old pub. Oh, right. But she had to take in ammunition workers. Yes. And they presided beds. Oh, and they're all billeted on her. And beds, so she yeah. was, was she like, you know, was she like landlady almost? She was a landlady. There was no, there was no gas. There was water, electric. But uh, we had a fire, a big, big stove, and I had to get up every morning yeah. and make the fire um, with the paper. So when it, so I've got lost in where, where when is this? Was this is before this is, the this war? This is uh, this is nineteen forty 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 one, and uh, th there was a different world. My my brother, I mean, my three brothers. He's the only one alive. Gerald, he's ninety two. Wow. My other brother Henry, he he was a uh, um, he was in the RAF. He was a bomb aimer. Was he? My other brother, eldest brother, was a wing commander. He ended up a wing commander, but he he ended up the governor of a uh, Gloucester Experimental uh, air, air, Airport. You see, in the east end of London, it's very difficult to explain to you, but we were all family orientated. Yeah. In the east end, and every other home had a piano, an yeah. old piano, and everyone played the piano. And my mother was no different. She used to sit down, and I started playing the piano. Mm. But I was a... Like a natural. A natural. But we, my, my mother couldn't afford lessons. My father father used to earn like 
two pound fifty pence a week. Yeah, I started my my days work when I was eleven or twelve. Yeah, in Spitalfields Market, empty, picking up all the old boxes and that. I start at eleven, finish at five in the morning, and get ten shillings, fifty pence. How long did you work there for? About two years, till I was about thirteen, fourteen, and then mother didn't like it, so she moved to Westcliff. That's out on the coast, isn't it? Yeah, South End. Yeah, that, yeah. That. And uh, I think she bought the, 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 my mother and father bought the house down there. Yeah. Couple of cold cup of tea in them days. Hmm. And uh, I think, how old was I then? I think it was about 14, 13, 14. Yeah. Different world, isn't it? Now we're in East End of London. Now we're in school. I had to go on the train to school, to the worst school in Essex, called the South Church Hall School. Now, remember, I'm Jewish. Yeah. I'm not religious. It don't mean nothing to me, mm. religion. My brother is. He's very religious. But anyway, I get to school. They respected your religion. Mm. You didn't go in for morning mass because they used to pray in the morning. They used to pray in the morning. Yeah. So I used to stand outside and there was uh, seven brothers or six brothers called the Porter Brothers. Come here, Jew boy. Ooh, like a knife going through my heart. Oh, Come yeah, here, yeah, Jew boy. That. Of course it must have been. You, four o'clock. That's all with me and him, a little good punch-up. Mm. And he was a good boxer, and so was I. Don't worry, I could handle myself. But presumably, this wasn't the Queensbury rules. No, 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 no. Anyway, we got home. I got a big riding from the old man for fighting. Of course. Anyway, I go to school the next day. He says, uh, "You want to come and join our gang?" I said, "Sir George, yeah, camp. I don't want to join you." Mm. Anyway, he says, "You're a good boxer, ain't you?" I said, "Well, you ain't bad yourself." He said, "Why don't you come boxing?" So that's an idea. Yeah. So I went boxing. I went to South End, and uh, then was a man called Larry Gaines. He was a there was colour bar in them days. Right. He could have been a British champion. He come from Nigeria. Oh, but he couldn't fight and, because uh, he was black. Terrific character. Mm. Drummer used to play drums in the Top Alex. Oh, did he? I used to have a good left hook. Mm. He said you're a good fighter, Daly. Anyway, bum, 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 bum. I thought Southend hammered and all this bullshit. So, how many fights did you have? Was it a long, a long career boxing? Was that was that the end of your boxing? Was well, it all, all no, then? It was all amateur then. Yeah, all amateur then. All amateur boxing. Do you remember what your first fight was like? Fun. He couldn't hit me together. Good joke. See what? Now, what weight were you then? I was like a flyweight. So every morning I was up at five, run to Lee, Lee on sea. And the run run all the way from Leon Sea all the way through on the embank on the seafront, right the way through to Shubiness and back again, and then go out for breakfast. That's how much running I used to do. Yeah. Training. That was it. That was there was nothing else to do. Yeah. And uh and as I say, I I got a job. I helped my father in the Curzel, South End Curzel. Curzel was amusement arcade. The whole complex. And your dad worked in it? Yeah, in the, he used to hire people who used to hire uh, land for me and parts of it and put a stall on it and yeah. go to work. And uh, my father worked on the bows and arrows, you know, bows and arrows. Yeah. Right, hit the bullseye, you get a price. 
Hitching line up there, my little flower. <laughs> and then me, I went on the dots. Yeah. With the opening on the fair, the pipe soon he comes into the distance, sir. You look a very sporty man. Obviously, I can see you're a sporty man. Obviously, you can throw a dart. Three darts for a sixpence or a shilling. Yeah. You don't even know what a shilling is, do you? Shilling. Five, five pence. Uh, five pence, yeah. Yeah. So was it all above board? Oh, yeah, all above board. They had to do it. They had to score the points. Yeah. Right? And they win a prize, like a bit of packing chalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a windmill. <laughs> yeah. Or the birds on the, on the... on the Oh, the three birds. But you had to play. You had to play fun. You had to you. Oh, you had to spend money with oh, the birds. Oh, <laughs> Jerry the birds. Oh, I bet that was... That was the, must, that was the grand prize, was it? The that best must have man been... I ever had. He come in. He used to come once a year, this man. Yeah. I had him for 63 quid. Well, because he was obsessed with getting the three no, ducks. No, no. There was a pipe, he was on the ball game, loved the ball game, but I piped him in. I said, oh, you won a nice prize now. And he started gambling with a man I did. Right? I'll lay you two to one, you can do that. And three to one, I'll give you ten to one. Anyway, 90 odd, 60 odd pound we got of it. 20 odd pound went in my pocket. Yeah. Gosh, what a lot of money then, son. Boom. Then the governor, Freddie Lagorn, says, you're a good grafter, Davy. I'll put you on the ball game. Well, I had 20 people there rolling balls at me. Right? Oh, getting them in the holes, that's in the target right. holes. That's it, yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. of them. Anyway, pop, 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 pop. As I said, I had to join the army. Got called up, National Service. I signed on the extra year to send Mum home a pound. Pound in 1951 was a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway, done my training. Uh, I was at the Royal Albert Hospital in uh, Woolwich. Yeah. Shoot the zoo. Well, there was a hospital there, and I was, I was in the medical corps, medics. Oh right, medics. Yeah. Anyway, from there I went to Millbank. Yeah. And from there, <laughs> oh Keith O'Hara, I've never seen him since. We get down to Southampton and go on the fucking boat to Far East. Yeah. He said, "Who the fucking hell is going to drive this old fucking tank? I've never been on a boat." <laughs> you tell me this is serious. Anyway, we get on the boat. There was 3,000 troops going out to Far East. Right. We'd gone through the Bay of Biscay. Yeah. Well, the waves. I've seen men bigger than you through their guts out. Time and time and seasick. Yeah. Go on, son, have a bit of egg and bacon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I got a job, but we went far east, went to Singapore, Hong Kong. I was in uh, HMS uh, in uh, Singapore. I ended up and operated a technician. And um, I was playing the piano in the naffy one day, and the colonel walked in. Oh, my God, he said, that sounds. He said, would you do us a favour? Oh yes, sir. Well, what is oh, it? it sounds like a proper old colonel. He said, "Would you, uh, would you like to play for us this evening in the officers' mess?" I said, "So he said, here's a hundred dollars." What? Go you can see my tailor. Give me a dress. He'll give you a white sharkskin jacket and trousers and shoes. And that's what I did. Oh my and I god! I went in there. And uh, he gave you a hundred dollars to kit you out to wear something to go. To the... go there. Oh my god! And I went there and I played. I used to play in there. What what kind of thing were you playing? Everything. Everything. 
and uh, he liked, they like classical music. Yes, of course. And they liked occasionally a little waltz or somewhere the case may. But anyway, I ended up, I used to play at the, the Raffles Hotel on the third Sunday in every month. The and Raffles then I Hotel? Played, yeah, the Raffles Hotel in Singapore. Yeah. And I played for the Prime Minister of Singapore. We had a big concert there. Anyway, coming back on the ship, HMS Honduras, never forget it. I'm entertaining all the kids, mm. the boat, the family. And he says this, this, I must say, you've got a lot of talent, son. I said, thank you very much. Mm. Thank you. He says, my card. Go and see these people when you hit London. Oh, lovely, thank you. It was the Windmill Theatre. Oh, really? So anyway, pop, up, pop, up, get home. This and the other. Up, so what? So what year is this? We're going back to nineteen fifty-four, fifty-five. Gotcha. I went for an audition at the uh, Hackney Empire. Wow! Because there was no mics then. You realise there was no mics then. Yeah. You had to have a voice. It a project. If you couldn't reach the auditorium, don't bother about it, lad. Come back next week. Even if you've got the voice of an angel, but you can't. If they can't hear you at the end. Yeah. Now, I had a powerful voice. I've still got a very powerful voice. You have. And I was an Al Jolson man, you see. You ever heard of him? Yes, of course I have. Well, that was my job. That was me, Al Jolson. They used to say, Mr. Al Jolson on the stage. Let me sing a happy song that will bloom all way along. And if my song can make you homesick, I'm happy, so happy. And baby face, oh, you got that cute little arm, baby. But that was me on yeah. that stage. Anyway, cut a long story sideways. Went to the audition at, uh, where is it, uh, the windmill. They give me a job, 14 shows a week. So that's matinee and evening every day. Every day. Seven days a week. Seven days. And the girls were naked, but they mustn't move. They mustn't move. They had to just stand there naked. But because yeah, it, it, as long as they stood still, it was art. That was art. Yeah. And as long as they didn't fart, it was art. <laughs> <laughs> That's instant dismissal, isn't it? Well, if they farted. Anyway. Was... Anyway, can't long stories. I was seven pound a week. I said, "Don't call me. I'll call you." Really. I'll call you. I decided that I'd become a nurse. Because my mother still lived at Westcliff, so yeah. I went to the hospital there. They had matrons then, you've got to realise. Mm. Matrons. I've gone for the interview. Lovely woman. She said, whatever you've learnt, forget. You will start on the wards. You will do the ablutions. You will clean the bottom of the beds. And we would teach you how to make a bed. So I didn't know how to make a lot of bed. Mm. She said, and then you'll go to anatomy and physiology twice a week. And for this, you receive £283 a year. I said, don't call me, I'll call you. I went on the road, selling carpets, bedspreads and sheets. Right, yeah. good morning, madam. Oh, give me the patter. Oh, the patter. It's your lucky day today. Yeah. Look at those lovely carpets. Very nice. £4.19, half a crown down, half a crown a week, madam. Oh, yeah. And sheets, oh, we have sheets, yes, beautiful sheets, double sheets. They are lovely. £4.19 and sixpence, half a crown down, half a crown a week. And every sale we've done, got a pound. So, it's, so it wasn't just for sale, it was on the HP as well. They took the book debt 
and they sent their collectors out to collect the money. Gotcha. We just opened the accounts. Oh, so you weren't the ones they hated? No, no. You were the ones that gave them things? Gave them Not things. the ones they didn't answer the door oh, yeah. to? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. We That's sold. the right person to be. We sold. We sold mm. thousands. Went to, to Cornwall, and a fortune down there. So Went did there. you say in... in 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 like B and B's and digs all the time. Oh when yes, you're around the oh place. yes, loved it. A twelve and sixpence, sometimes seven and sixpence a night, bed and breakfast, lovely. Was it quite solitary though? I imagine that. Oh, kind of... it was a boring fucking life, but it was fun. Yeah, it was with I was with my brother and a and a tearaway. Oh, there you go, tearaway George, getaway yeah. driver, even one end. Tearaway George, cut there, cut there, George. Did it? Tearaway, oh, yeah. all, all villains. I mean, all my pals were villains. I mean, we we never went out with normal people. Yeah. All terrible. We're gamblers. Anyway, cut away. Then that finished. Yeah. Now we go. Oh, the washing machine. The washing machine is a girl's best friend. I must have owned the washing machine. It always seems to mend. That was John Bloom. Bloom, the washing machine. Right. Wash it. That's what you're selling now. That's driver, yeah. Right. £125. Ten shillings a week, and at that time I got twenty pound a sale. Yeah, and I was earning three hundred pound a week. Because they were they were selling themselves. Oh, the do me a favour, knock it up, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, she or the only one I left one of the one I. Oh, you see, yeah, there you go. Because if next door's got one, oh, they've got to have one. We got our money on the Friday, money all to come through. Yeah, and we run, <laughs> we run. Oh, but you did. I bet he didn't stop till he got back to London. After that, I met Lily, my first wife. Yes. God bless she died. 52, she died. She died at 52? Yeah, when she was 52, she died, yeah. And you met her, was that late 50s you met her? I I met her, yeah, late 50s, 60s, 50s. I married her in 60, 1960. Gotcha. Anyway, cut a long story, so I become a gambler. I was a gambler. Mm. I was in Gamblers and Honours for six years of my life. Really? Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, I lived I lived in Westcliff. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't upset you, did I? I'm terribly sorry about for that. For the sorry. benefit of the listeners at home, sorry about David that, is sorry. talking to Snowy, a delightful ragdoll cat, <laughs> with beautiful blue eyes yes, and, we have and silky fur. Yes, and we have a long conversation, don't we? Yes, certainly. Anyway, cut a long story sideways. Bop, 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 bop. Here we go. Yes, I used to travel from from Westcliff all up to London, get the cab, go to work, finish work, four o'clock, drive home all the way to Southend. Hmm. How I did it, I don't know now, but I did. I was young, strong as a lion, and uh, anyway, as I said, I become a compulsive gambler. It's a very lonely life being a cabbie in London, and I only worked at night, night time. Oh, really? Never worked in the daytime. Why was that? Not enough money in the daytime, Fair night enough. time. Night time, you had chances. Mm. Always finding somebody who wanted to go somewhere different, whether when you birds and all this shit. Do you understand? Mm. That's what it was like years ago. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When Christine Keeler was around, all that, all the club work, you understand? Of course, yeah. That's the club work. I mean, I had some very, very good jobs. I mean, I, I loved, I used to play snooker every night. Yeah. I, I was a snooker champion. 
Oh my medals. Boxing, snooker, I won um, I won pontins. I won pontins twice. One a thousand pound and two thousand pound. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, pop 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 pop. Where was I? You'd married Lily. Oh married, that's right. I didn't want him. I didn't want to get married. Uh, I was on the road. And right. I, mother and father was strict. And you were you were based in Westcliff. Yeah, you know, I lived in Westcliff with my mother. And he said to me, and all her, her brothers were all London cabbies. Oh, all Lily's brothers. And right, my yeah. father was a cabbie. And he had me around the table. He said, oh, are you going to support my daughter? I never even give her a fucking thought. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking thought me bleeding silver. <laughs> yeah. He said, you're going on the knowledge. Knowledge? What's the bleeding of the knowledge? You're going to become a London cabbie. Oh, am I? Oh. Anyway, I signed on and I became a London cabbie. Yeah. And <laughs> I was on the radio, you know, a radio cab years ago. Gotcha. And there was a job that used to come out every night mm. for three nights a week called Mr. Young. And he used to pay you £15 a night. Really? Hire the cab all night. And so you'd take lunch. him around to all his, so you were his driver for the night. Right. And I made the job mine. Because I always used to go to work dressed properly. I was with him for four years. This was every week? Sometimes four times a week. Used and every night, £15, you were his driver for the night? But more. Plus they used to give me... Well, I used to take him to Harry Meadows. It was a club called Harry Meadows. Where was he going? We were going there for a drink. Yeah. And he wanted a bird. They were hostesses for the motorists. Oh, I see. Before your time, sir. A little bit before <laughs> your fucking time. You ain't even fucking started living yet. That's very true. But these is what it was like. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I used to you go in there and I tried to drag my way to another club, Foxy's, around the corner. Yeah. And I took him in there. He used to spend £2,000 a week with a lot of money then, sir. Oh, my God. And he uh, <clears throat> was a lovely man, never married, lived with his sister in Austerley. Anyway, we used to take around the foxes, the gate, uh, um, the club there, and uh, he'd spend uh, four, five, six, seven hundred pounds, and they'd give me, give me a 60, 60 quid in my head, a lot of money then. And then all of a sudden, I had a phone call from Mary Meadows. I don't yeah. know how you find me. Hello, David. Uh, we haven't seen you for about three weeks. He said, come and see me. So I went in to see him. He said, there's an envelope there for you. Oh, no, it's 200 pounds. Fuck it, you could buy a cab of fucking 400 pounds. 200 quid, what was it for? I'm just going to tell you. Right, I'll shut up then. He wanted me to bring back Mr Young. I took him to another club. Oh, he, I see. So to, Harry Meadows Club phoned spend, you up. He used to spend two grand a week in, his, in Harry Meadows. And that's a big nothing. dint in their takings. And I used to say, I don't want, I said, but I, I, I don't get no fun out of sitting down having his meal. I used to go in there with him. Yeah. Sit down and see the show uh, and have a meal. And you say, uh, um, go and see any of the girls coming down. He'd bring the two. With, and he'd be sitting with the girl, would be sitting with me and him. Mm. And then about after he's done half a bottle of scotch, he said, you know, Terry, he used to call me Terry. Yeah. I'd rather like Daphne. Swap over. 
Understand? Oh, so he wants to, yeah, I don't fancy mine much. And then from there, used to get in the cab, take him to the Park Court Hotel, named as the gate. Right. Hook him in, he'd be up there with a bird, bump it away, it'd be good. Yeah. And then she'd come down, take her home, pick him up and take him home to Osterley. That's where I met my friends, Teresa and Aviva. Yeah. We've been friends now 50 years. Oh, and they used to be hostesses at the yeah, Parry Meadows. Yeah, yeah. We've been friends for donkey's years. Yeah. Not sexually or nothing like that. No, friends. but you still know them as friends. Friends. That's nice. And uh, they come here with dinner. They're getting old now. We're getting old, old cuck as we are. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I used to play a lot of snooker. Mm. Romford and Ilford and all around there. You play with big money, but they want young talent. They don't want to see the same beaten faces all the time. Yeah. You understand? Davis was boring. Hendry was boring. Oh, Hendry was boring. Never smiled. Nothing. I, my palate. Higgins got, wasn't boring. Oh, yeah. I used to play Higgins every day of the week. I got Did his you? Cue, I got his cue in there. You, you got know? Alex Higgins' his cue? Well, he, he gave me 1982 when he won the, when the one title. Is that the one when he started, what, my baby? That's right. That's oh. right. I got it in there. I cut it in half because I couldn't use it in the cab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was he like? Nice guy. Arsehole. Oh, was he an arsehole? But a good guy. Yeah. You knew he was stupid. I know lots of arseholes I like. But you you knew where you stood with him. Yeah, and gotcha. And he, he was a brilliant player. Don't kid you. Had bottle. Yeah. That's what he used to say, bottle. So I gave up the cab. Mm. And I tell you, I went in, well, how it happened, me going in the markets was this. To get in the car, I drove around every factory in South End. Yeah. To Progress Road. This is four o'clock in the afternoon now. Sorry. That's right. Knocked at the That's door. That's for Foley, that works fine. Knocked at the door. Yeah. Okay. Yes, what can I do for you? I said, I just wonder if you had anything to clear. He said, what do you mean clear? I said, well, you know, any of the stuff you don't want. It could be your lucky day today. I said, I hope so, because I'm bleeding fed up. <laughs> he said, come in. 
Yeah. I walked in. You should have luck for the rest of your life. Well, I'm going to tell you, because you ain't going to believe it. They made dog basket covers. You right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog I know, basket, yeah. a cover that goes yeah. up. There wasn't one. There was must have been five fucking thousand these things, all shapes, all sizes. You've never seen any of your life. Mm. And in this room... And they wanted as, shot of them all. Yeah. In this room, there was must have been 300 rolls of material. Yeah. And remember, I've only got a tenner, and I've already got petrol in it. I've only got a fiver left. Yeah. He said, what would you give me for this? I said, I, can't, I couldn't even offer you anything. He said, well, how much would you give me? I said, I've only got a five. He said, that'll do. I said, what? He said, as long as it's cleared out here by 12 o'clock tonight, because I've got my machinery coming in. He's an engineer. Right. I so that's what, that's belonged to the last people. He's setting up something completely yeah. new. I phoned up my mate, get a lorry. He said, take me what? Get a lorry or get a big van. Come with a big van. We'd done the van, took it home. Unloaded it four times. Oh my god! They were god. in the bathroom, in the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the garage. Now I've got all the materials. I've got that in the lounge. You can't even get in the lounge. Yeah, it's packed out. Now that was on. That was on the Wednesday. Mm. Wednesday. No, we go Wednesday. She said, "What are you going to do with them?" I said, "I'll figure it out." She said, "You better do something because we've got to stay here. We will live here." You know, <laughs> said, yeah. In the garden, my two children with me and me. I start doing them up in four. I said they were cushion covers. And they looked like cushion covers. Yeah. You could put a cushion in it. Yeah. Anyway, we've done I think there was in the in the end, I think four at a time, I think there was something like about fourteen hundred of these, right? In the garage. Yeah. Got on the van, Pitsy Market. Saturday. Yeah. Get down there. He said, I said, well, it's all up for a story. He said, well, I got no stories. You can work there on the floor. Yeah. I said, I do. How much? He said, I said, oh, give us a, a five shillings, all right? Yeah. Five shillings. Give them five shillings. Put them out. I'm doing them out. Uh, cushion covers, four for a pound. By 12 o'clock, I'm holding 600 pound. Oh, my God. He said, I said, go around and get more. Go and get more. The geezer come up to me and said, excuse me. I said, yeah. He said, uh, they're very good, aren't they? I said, oh, yes. He said, have you got many of these left? I said, quite a few. He said, I'd like to buy the lot. <laughs> I'm not telling you no lies. By half past half past 12, on the kitchen table, yeah, there was £1,200. Three days it took me to shift all that gear. I turned it all into some nearly about two and a half to three thousand pounds. Oh my god. And then all from a four o'clock knock on this door at a factory. That's all it started. And that's how I started. So in there I heard I had mention of a couple of kids. Is that with Lily? Oh Lily, yeah, two I had three children with Lily. Yeah. Uh, Morris, oh. Simon and my daughter Sharon. I got to that page and uh, then I sold that house, bought another one, another one, another one. Uh, and then I bought this beautiful house in Ilford, mm. double fronted. And uh, I was doing doing markets, Erith. I went into fur, fur, fur fabric mm. and toweling. Nothing's too hard for me or easy. Yeah. Nothing's easy. 
but that's how I am. I've never had. I've never. I've, don't be. I've never had friends. Really? Yeah. Does that not make you sad sometimes? Yeah, it makes me very sad. But people don't like to see you get on. Mm. You see me. You're, I was. You're, you're a grafter. Yeah, I was a grafter, but I wasn't really wanted when I was. I was a twin. Right. But my sister, unfortunately, the doctor's instruments touched her brain. Her mother carried her around, never spoke, never said nothing for 14 years. And there was no love in my family, none. My, my mother made class distinctions. My brother Barney, mm. that was his the chair. The one you had to salute. You mustn't sit in his chair. Mm. That's his chair. That's his chair. So there was a hierarchy. Oh, fuck, you do me a fair and murdered for me, didn't they? It was very tough for me. I can never, ever remember my mother cuddling me at all. I still do not know the word of love. I can't trust anyone in that yeah. sense. It's something I can't, I can't put to. I, I see people that, and I, I can't be like that. So anyway, Lily died. My children couldn't understand me. Mm. All of a sudden... I mean, I had a beautiful double-fronted house. I had a grand piano here and this, everything I had. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. Mm. I mean, I was doing, I, 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 that particular day, I got up at, what time is it? Half past six in the morning. Lily got up, made me a cup of tea. I had to do a business deal. I was buying corduroy. While I'm there, the phone goes. Oh, my son, Dad. You better come home, man. Been taken to hospital. I drove like a lunatic. Never stopped at a light at all. Went to the hospital, King George's Hospital, Ilford. Walked in. My son said, "He said, Dad, Mum's dead." Whoa! What? What are you talking about? They put me in a room after I, I smashed the fucking thing to pieces, didn't I? I still can't really get over it because there was nothing wrong. She never smoked. She yeah. didn't drink. You must have felt cheated. Cheated? I was fucking annihilated. And my children didn't understand me. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm on my own with three children, which I I haven't had a great deal with. You understand? Yeah. Mum's dealt with Of course, that's, yeah. You understand? Yeah, of course. So I, I had to get a housekeeper in, and this, that, and the other. I bought the kids a house. Mm. You know, we don't do what you want to do. They're not babies no more. So they were they were growing up by this yeah, point. I gave yeah. my business to my oldest son. Yeah. And I met this particular Jenny, mm. who was a friend to Aviva. Got married in Wandsworth. I didn't know a son. Went to Stowe. You heard of Stowe? Yeah, it's public school, isn't it? Public school, 32,000 a year. <sighs> well, she, unbeknown to me, was a mistress to... Uh, well, see, I can't remember his name. They lived in Monte Carlo. So, so somebody... Rich. Yeah. Anyway, cut a long story, so I married him, uh, moved to uh, to her plat, and then we sold that and bought a townhouse in Wandsworth. Anyway, I said to Janet, we ain't doing nothing together. Why don't we do something together? Because she, she knew her friends. Mm. One of them lived in... He was a multimillionaire. We've gone there for a party. And all these public school boys are there. No, you know, not not babies, men. Mm. And they've got he's got a snooker table there. So one says, Would you like a game? I said, Yeah. So we we do play for money, you know. I said, oh yeah. How much do you want to play for? He said, Well, fifty pounds is that all right? 
I said, sir, no, it's okay. We only <laughs> bought it two fucking balls, didn't it? <laughs> he picked the wrong guy to play, didn't he? Anyway, they all, now they're all lining up, want to pay me, don't they? Yeah. I'm winning fucking four. Then you're like, the, you're like the boxing champ at the fair. I'm winning the money now. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Uh, George, that's his name, George. He said, you can't do that, David. Well, I never asked him to fucking play with the money. I yeah, didn't want to play. It's not play. like you're hustling them. I, mean, I told him. I'll give him a start. Some of them was giving him 50 star. Yeah. Anyway, we got the fucking needle. I said, here's the fucking money. Take it back to him. Mm. He said, no, no, I can't do that. I said, well, give me the money back. <laughs> We finished up buying the, the Hotel 21 in Brighton. Wow. I bought the Hotel 21 in Brighton. That was all right. Small hotel. Doing quite well. In, a, in amongst all this, yeah. your, the, you know, the, the, the wheeling and dealing and the, and the property, do you, are you still playing the piano a lot? That was the funny part. What's that? Because when they were having dinner in, in the Hotel 21, I used to go downstairs and play. I had the grand piano in the lounge. Ooh. What kind of piano was it? A Steinway. Wow. And there's him and her. He hasn't come down yet, but then I walked out because I was Pierre, the famous Prince we do. <laughs> I know fuck all about wines. <laughs> I said, Madame, if I may say so, you're a very attractive woman. Oh, she's thank you very And she's on her own at the table. Yeah, the old man come down. I said, oh. Where did you meet him? On the dark night? Because I, I know not some ugly people. This was an award winner. <laughs> he's, he's killing himself. We're lobby. Yeah. Anyway, Carl, they had dinner. They're eating their sweetheart. I started giving me a whiskey, large whiskey. I went down, so I started playing the piano. Yeah. They've come down. I said, who was playing? I said, the piano's gone. He's gone. He went. She's like, who was playing? I said, me. She said, you wasn't playing. I said, yeah, I was playing. Anyway, pop, 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 pop. Played it again. She said, uh, are you French? I said, do I look a Frenchman? <laughs> I said, I'm a Cockney Londoner. Yeah. I said, I'm a cabbie, a London kid. She said, a London taxi driver, are you? I said, yeah, something wrong with it? No, she says, are you a waiter as well? I said, I'm a chef and all. Yeah. Oh, and a piano player as well? I mm. said, yeah, that's right. Anyway, I, we didn't know where they were with the Guardian paper. Oh, really? Janet, she'll never forget this. If she was alive, she'd die. They said to her, Janet, did you get the paper, Sunday paper? The Hotel 21. Yeah. Amazing hotel. To think a man can play the piano, a chef, a waiter... <laughs> And also a London cabbie. <laughs> Married to the most delightful chef you've ever met in your life. Because she was a bit of a content blue chef. Who, Janet? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And what a delightful woman. But I must admit, the nicest part was the music. So that was that. Then all of a sudden, certain things happened. I, I done a lot of things, blah, blah, and I got a flat. I bought a flat. Does that I mean that's you and Janet? Yeah, I bought a broke flat. Broke up then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bought a flat and uh, <clears throat> I went bankrupt. Mm. Just me, not Janet. Just you. Well, but the people I knew, I managed to get a mortgage. 
Right. It ain't in this world. It ain't what you know. It's who you know. Exactly. And I won't disclose anything else on that. We don't mind. Of course not. Uh, anyway, we've got the flat and pop, 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 pop. I mean, only me, it was all in Janet's name. Mm. And uh, we do. We parted, finished. Yeah. And I told you, the army, well, you didn't know, but I I went bankrupt. Yeah. I went back in the taxi. I worked 18 hours a day to try and get a few quid. Mm. And I had a major heart attack, died. They brought me back. I must have been mad. And uh, this, the cardiologist, man in charge, says, you're a strong man, aren't you? I said, the only person who can beat me is me. I think that sums you up, you know, that, that sentence, the only person that can beat me is me. From everything I've heard you tell me tonight, I think that's the best sentence that sums you up. As my father used to say, the only person who can beat you in this world is you. Yeah. If you allow it, and I don't allow it. Mm. I'm a strong character. I, I, I love talent. I love talent. I cry for talent. Mm. Uh, and I admire people with brains. Yeah. But never flaunt them in front of me. I've never heard a life like yours, David. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard a life. Um, but in terms of the music, because it's the music that you love and that seems to have fl- oh, yeah. flavoured your whole life. Oh, yeah, the whole life. What are you doing with it now? I put on concerts uh, uh, at the CAA, the Actors and Actresses. Yeah. Because uh, I'm on the committee there. And this one, the reason why I'm doing this... And this one is, it's. I'm looking here, it says, A Glorious Russian Night of Music, right. Opera yeah. and a Concert Pianist. Yeah, that's right. Whatever money we raise goes to UCH and um, we're free. So this is on Saturday the 28th of April. Yeah. It's what fires you I can see it in your eyes. It's what fires you up oh, more than anything, isn't man, it? Man, I, I just love music, I call it. David Power. That's me. You are one of the most accomplished, interesting, <laughs> foul-mouthed old bastards You're quite right. I've ever met. They call me Mr Grumps. And I've enjoyed every minute of talking to you. That's very nice. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Chris. And that was David. I know I say it every week, but he's my new favourite. Lovely bloke, and what a life. As you'll have just heard, this podcast is about sharing some fantastic life stories. But there are well over a million chronically lonely people in the UK who have no one to share their stories with. If you'd like to know more about ways we can start to change this, then please go online and visit campaigntoendloneliness.org and find out how together we can start to make loneliness a thing of the past. Thanks again to David, and also thanks to Acast for hosting this show. See you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 